Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone has a great, safe, long weekend here for Labor Day. Looks like it's going to be a nice weekend, beautiful weekend. Hopefully some doves are flying and uh, archery season is well underway, so it is going to be great. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend Dan Johnson, Len Lyle, Chevrolet, drive east and pay the least. And I can tell you that's absolutely true. And they've been our exclusive auto dealership for many, many years with both of our shows, Sportsman of Colorado and Haystack Help. And Dan has just been a, a great, great supporter of our show and helped us so much with all of our automotive needs. So, Dan, a lot going on here for Labor Day weekend. So tell us what's happening. Yep. Happy Labor Day weekend. Well, we got it going on out here. Uh, uh, all kinds of deals. The new 2019 Silverado, we got 0% for 72 months plus $2,000. They rarely do that. Uh, wow. I got same kind of deal on Equinox. We got all kinds of, I mean, they, they're, we got extra incentives. They just announced them yesterday for, uh, you know, to go through the weekend, actually through Tuesday. And, uh, you know, it's the best I've seen it on the 2019. So if you're in the market, let's uh, come on out. It's as good as I've seen it all year long. Sure, yeah, because like you say, usually when they do the 0%, that, that's kind of your good deal, and they're adding two grand to right. that, so that's a smoking deal. <laughs> right, plus, you know, I mean, I'll give you my markup too. So, you, right. you know, you're looking at 0% plus, you know, a whole bunch of money off. So well, cool. it, it works well. Yep. Well, I got to uh, drive one the other day down to Colby, Kansas, to meet our good friend and uh, do the trade for you. And uh, I'm telling you, man, awesome. And I, and I have an 18, so still a very good truck. But I'm telling you, the 19s are exceptional. They really are. They've yeah. done a really, really nice job with it. You know, they took their time. We probably came out a year late, but uh, it was worth it because it is, you know, the best riding, most features, you know, just best gas mileage i mean it's just just a great great truck right and it's being received real well i mean everybody buys and loves them so sure it was so funny on that drive i passed a couple of pickups that was just your old standard single cab pickup and i was like people actually used to fit in those and drive those (laughs) i mean a regular just single cab pickup just looks weird now (laughs) yeah i mean when i started in this business i sold you know, probably ninety percent regular cab pickups. You know, most people you could get in. It's three people in the front seat, and then throw a whole bunch of people in the bed. I guess. <laughs> yeah. In uh, Texas, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't see that anymore, but uh, but yeah, now we're. I mean, I'm ninety percent crew cab. You know, it's just funny how the business changes. Absolutely. Well, again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, fourteen five hundred East Colfax. When you go there, whoever greets you, just tell them you'd like to see Dan Johnson. Let them know you heard about him here on the show, and we'd appreciate that as well. Dan, I want to talk a little bit about, and we've talked about this before at length, but I want to touch on it, and that is brokers. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to people and say, hey, you know, we ought to go out to Lynn Lyle, and they go, oh, I work with a broker. Um, I'm not saying there's not ever a good deal with a broker, but I'm telling you, it's not like that broker has some special buying power over a dealership like yours. 
Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, they don't have buying power. They, uh, you know, they brokers don't work for free. Mm-hmm. They have to buy their cars from dealerships. So, I mean, it's pretty much just, you know, you do the math. I mean, the broker, the dealer's going to make a little bit of money. The broker's going to make money. And if you just cut the broker out, you could probably save that whatever, however much they make. It's a percentage. Right. Uh, it just, you know, and I know why people do it. You know, there's, you know, I mean, there's some dealers out there that, you know, will keep you there all day long and, you know, just torture you, sure. you know, which is not what we do in Lyle. But, uh, you know, but if you, you know, if you find a good dealership that's honest, reputable, you can, I promise you, you can save money over a, a broker every day of the week. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And i tell you the other day when I was out there, man, your uh, pre-owned section was full. So uh, talk about that in just a moment, some of the good deals you got. Well, you know, say it's full when you were out here, but now there's quite a few holes in it. So oh, really? Used, <laughs> yeah, we're having a good used car month, and I'm still looking for, you know, good used cars and trucks. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, we price them right and uh, on the market, and, you know, we kind of don't really care what, what we have in them. We just kind of price them what the market says they should be priced at based on all the other cars like it around. And, you know, they're flying off the shelf, and so that's how we – you know, make that work. And, you know, like I said, there's, I'm st- standing here looking out there and I see several holes. So I'm uh, still looking for trade-ins. Oh, you know, cool. That's a All big right. part. Or I'll buy it. I'll buy cars, too. Absolutely. Again, Dan Johnson's our guest, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, 14500 East Colfax. And, hey, it's your one-stop shop, really, for all your automotive needs. And I've been getting my truck service there now for the couple of years I've owned it and um, just done great service. And, um, and Dan, again, I always just like to dispel the myth. A lot of times people think, well, I need to go to some of these local garages because the dealerships are more expensive. And I'm telling you, and, and I actually had a good friend of mine that owns a automotive repair place that buys vehicles from you but i'm telling you you're saving me money on my normal maintenance just to be honest yeah yeah Yeah. and then i mean and that's one other thing about you know going back to the broker thing you know you have zero relationship if you need if if something does happen if you need service if you need you know loaner car if you need if you need something they they can't help you yeah (laughs) you know i mean it's got to come to a dealership and, uh, you know, and if you buy it from the dealership, you know, they, they'll usually take a little better care of you. Absolutely. You know? uh, well, I hope you'll get by and see Dan again. Great, great dealership makes it fun to buy a vehicle. And, uh, and I'm telling you guys or gals, if you're looking for a new Silverado, please go by and take a look and uh, give Dan a chance to earn your business and your trust, and I promise you they won't disappoint you. So, Dan, hey, man, we appreciate it, and uh, you let me know when that 2019's got my name on it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. All right, Have a good Labor Day weekend. All right, you too. Thanks, that's, man. That's Dan okay. Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, 14500 East Colfax. And make sure you mention you heard him either on Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. Hunting Gear Outfitters, a specialty gear showroom for all your hunting gear needs. Hi, I'm Ted Ramirez. So if you're headed on a self-guided or guided hunt for deer, moose, or anywhere in the world, stop by Hunting Gear Outfitters, home of Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company. We are located at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard in Highlands Ranch. Questions, tips, and tactics are free, so call 303-798-5824 or visit us at huntinggearoutfitters.com. 
Don't let mosquitoes disrupt your family fun at your next barbecue or keep the kids from camping out in the backyard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I'm very happy that our outdoor activities have been mosquito-free for the last four years thanks to the fine folks at Mosquito Authority. Their mission is to help protect you and your family from mosquitoes and the diseases they carry. And did you know when your dog or cat is bitten by a mosquito, heartworm is one of the most common infections? At Mosquito Authority, they guarantee you won't be bothered by mosquitoes between treatments. And if you are, hey, all you have to do is call. They'll come back out, reassess your property, and if necessary, retreat at no additional charge. No contracts, no commitments, and best of all, no mosquitoes. Call 303-688-2847. That's 303-688-2847 or visit MosquitoAuthority.com. You finally got the motorcycle that you have always dreamed of. You love that feeling of the wind on your body and the tires on the road and that feeling of freedom. But then when you were out on a ride, somebody didn't look twice and merged into you. You went down and now you're hurt. Your insurance is not moving as fast as you thought they would. You missed work. And what's worse is your bike is totaled. It's time to call Flesh and Beck. After you've been in a motorcycle accident, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh and Beck Law. He will answer all of your questions. Kevin Flesh will help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. And he has the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. Call Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law at 303 806 8886 to find out how he can help you get the compensation that you deserve. That's Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. 303-806-8886. Call now and get back on the road. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at, then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life, and their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day, all at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one -on -one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Scott Watley. We're going to go to the phones now and have a gentleman on that really, um, man, I, I guess it was about 2013 that I was told I need to get this gentleman on. And we've met several times, talked several times, but actually the first time to get him on the show. And I'm honored to say Warren Watson is with us. And uh, if you know anything about shotgun shooting and all that, you've heard the name for many years here in our state. So, Warren, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Well, thank you for having me, Scott. Yeah, I tell you, I met Bart, our good friend. That's our uh, 
good gunsmith and man you were one of the first i told him i said man i'm gonna start an outdoor radio show about the outdoors and he said and i said who's some good people around and you were one of the top couple of names he gave me and so i'm sorry it took us this long to to get you on the air <laughs> well good things take a while yes sir yes sir well, Warren, we'll get into, I want to get into some shotgun shooting and all that kind of thing, but um, just tell our listeners, again, first time, you know, a little bit about your background and um, how you got into doing this um, instructions for shotgun shooting. Well, I was always an avid hunter, and in about 1989, a game called Sporting Clays surfaced, and I kind of gravitated to that in the off-season, the bird season, and started enjoying it, competing at it, and uh, ultimately, I was fortunate enough to win the Colorado State Championship in 1999. Okay. Well. And I was uh, getting a little older about that time, and I thought I would like to open up a teaching practice. And I found that I enjoyed teaching better than I did competing. Uh, and that's how I developed my business. Huh. Wow. You know, for year, several years, I worked for Jake Jabs at American Furniture, and Jake always said, hey, find a need and fill that need, and you'll be successful. And see, you found the need, you found the niche there, so that's good. So um, um, you, you for kids, I mean, teenagers, whatever, men, women, um, anybody that needs oh, instruction, my, you can help out. You mean my clientele? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I teach the beginner right on through to the master level competitor and i gotta say having that diversity mm -hmm. probably keeps me young in the business um a lot of guys uh, across the country they specialize in one thing or the other and i found that to be boring <laughs> so and there's nothing i like better than to get somebody started in the shotgun world right and so that's why my practice is widespread so you know it's great if you can get that that um first timer or the child out there that's just getting going where they don't have any bad habits to break but i would assume uh kind of like golf you know if you've been doing it a while then you figure out oh i've been doing it wrong so i would assume a lot of your clientele is those of us that feel like hey we know how to shoot a little bit and uh but once we get out there we see quite often that you know there's just certain of those targets and clays come in different directions we are just not good at and still can't hit to this day so walk us through a little bit of just that Kind of what that initial consultation is like, so to speak. Hey, you know, somebody comes out and, hey, the guy's been a hunter or gal's been a hunter for a while. How do you start out with that? Well, uh, the classic is a 45 to mid-age year old person, a man, not always, but uh, typically a man that's hunted all his life. And he's raised his family, got him in college and got back where he had time to hunt. And he enjoyed it as a young man and found out his skills weren't quite as good as he remembered them being. And the conversation with that shooter uh, would be as follows. What's your primary interest? Is it pheasant hunting, quail hunting, sporting clay shooting, all the above? Mm -hmm. uh, what type of target presentations do you struggle with, such as crossing shots or long-distance shots or birds coming at you? And I'm trying to define down there so we can focus our time together to solve some of the problems. Right. Yeah. And so when when you when you talk about the different things, whether it be pheasant, dove, waterfowl, whatever, um, I'm sure there's just some still 
primary things in shooting, no matter how fast that bird may be or how slow, you know, a goose may be or something, but um, as opposed to a dove. So um, let's talk through some of the maybe common mistakes, first of all, that you just see from, again, those that probably have felt like they've been a pretty good shotgun shooter most of their life. Well, uh, the first thing I take a look at, I take them to a very straightforward target, either one going straight away or coming at them, and I, I check their vision. And that's the most important thing. A lot of people are under the thought process that you're supposed to shoot with both eyes open. Yes, it's preferable, but some people can't mm-hmm. due to left eye dominancy or right eye dominancy, and the gun is on the other side. And identifying that and giving them solutions to it, if it is a problem, uh, is huge. Next thing's posture, how they stand to address the target. Uh, third thing is mount. How do they mount the gun? Are they doing it consistently? Are they doing it properly? Uh, and the third or fourth thing would be rhythm. And that's where a lot of hunters blow it. Uh, they overreact yeah. to the target. And uh, then they have to make all kinds of fixes in the process of getting back to the target. And the rhythm involves tempo and timing, the speed of the target, and uh, the uh, timing of the shot to the target. So mm-hmm. if you're talking about a basic beginner or somebody that has habits that needs fixed, those would be the four things that we would focus on. Right. And, you know, I mean, gosh, we've all had that feeling, right? When we know, right, when we pull the tr- trigger. When you talk about rhythm, another way to say that be we rush to shot and just pulled it up and really quick and just pulled pulled the trigger real quick yeah what about you know you look you take golf you know and they always say keep your head down follow through all that same thing in shooting kind of because i think a lot of times you know people and i've caught myself you know hey pulling my head off the stock real quick just see what happened out there and uh i'm sure that's a common problem as well well you bring up a very good point uh one of the things i ask shooters what sports have you played and what sports have you accelerated at? And uh, if they're a golfer, man, uh, I'm halfway home. Mm-hmm. Because it takes balance, posture, rhythm, tempo, timing, uh, steelhead, all those things, and you hit it right on the spot. Uh, golf has a lot of analogy to shooting shotgun. Right. Yeah, I had a guy tell me one time when we were playing golf, he said, well, you will never drown. And I said, why is that? He said, you can't keep your head down that long. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, again, Warren, Warren Watson is our guest. Uh, Warren works out at Valhalla. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with him and um, learn more about his shooting, uh, give him a call, 720-284-4799, 720 now, you mentioned closing an eye. So so do you recommend, um, I mean, it looks like, you know, right eye dominant, left eye dominant. I mean, closing that one eye to, uh, is that what you recommend? Well, you know, uh, to understand it clearly, if you're right-handed, uh, it has nothing to, that will not guarantee you are right eye dominant. Or left-handed doesn't guarantee that. And each one of us is born with a dominancy, typically, in our vision. Uh, the classic case is a right-hand shooter, left-eye dominant, trying to shoot with both eyes open. And when he does, he, it's almost impossible for him to hit a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will always displace the shot to the left of the target. And in that situation, the remedies 
are, number one, learn to shoot left-handed, which most people are very resistant to do that. Uh, young people will go to it right away. Yeah. They don't care. Right. But you and I, we're not changing, okay? <laughs> so the next option we have is to shut the eye uh, in the process of shooting. But the real key there is when to shut it. Because two eyes open give you depth perception. But with a dominancy issue, when you get the gun up in your face, at that point, you got a misalignment. So that eye has to be shut in a sequence of mounting the gun. Hmm. Now, the, the third option they have is that we can block that eye with Vaseline, uh, capstick, right. a piece of scotch tape. And what we're doing is obscuring the vision in the dominant eye to the point that the right eye takes over. So we have to find the remedy that would fix the shooter. Hmm. So, so do you pretty involved. right? So do you classify it? You know, when you're saying, "Hey, you look at that bird, you mount the gun, you know, smoothly and in the rhythm." You talk about. Um, do you find most people pointing a shotgun or aiming too much? I mean, what's really the right terminology that we should be doing? Well, the terminology is pointing. Uh, but it really comes from your vision. Uh, I hear guys refer to their bead a lot. Uh, a bead is not a sight. A bead is something that appears in your peripheral vision, which is unclear, but you're aware of it. Your central vision has to stay on the target at all times. Okay. And if you start to sight down the gun barrel, the gun barrel will slow down or stop. Gotcha. And then... Um do you like just is it starting out with, like I say, just a target coming at someone, like you mentioned earlier? Is that, that what you first look at just to see how they how their normal mount is of a gun and all that? Right. And okay. I tell you, a target coming directly at them at a high angle where they have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. uh, when you start hurrying people to figure out problems, uh, you're going to get misinformation. And that's one of the things I see people make mistakes with with kids and wives and such when they're trying to introduce them to a target they don't pick their targets carefully right uh, they throw too difficult of targets for them to start with and they get very disappointed early and we hope they come back uh, new shooters uh, need success mm -hmm. they, need they need it quickly and you have to set the stage for that and once you've got that, got that done, you proceed right. down the line of difficulty. And that's also getting them a gun that fits them right, too. I mean, you don't want to handle, you know, sometimes a 12-year-old might be able to handle a 12-gauge, but some may not be. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, we don't think that through as dads or <laughs> parents. You know, oh, here's the 12-gauge, and, man, it, you know, knocks the kid's shoulder off, and then they don't like it, and that's not a good thing. Well, you're exactly right. And a lot of people have a misunderstanding that a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun is the thing to start a child with or a young shooter, and it's the worst thing because the gun's light. Yes, it's a smaller gauge, but recoil is a function of weight of gun and shot uh, speed. Mm -hmm. And a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun can kick harder than a 12-gauge magnum, and uh, they don't understand that. <laughs> and what I like to get them on is some type of semi-automatic Right. which reduces belt recoil. And what I really pay attention to is the length of pull. Uh, most shotguns come off the rack to fit people in my size, mm -hmm. adult men. 
and they don't fit a 5'2 woman or a child. Right. And they're, they're off balance, uh, which adds to recoil. You've seen the backward pose where they move their shoulders back trying to mount the gun. Sure. And that's all due to the length of pull of the stock. And I keep a battery of those guns here that are fit for women and children okay. just for that purpose. Right. Right. And, you know, you talk about your stance. I mean, man, it's so important, and, and I think it's important to practice and maybe some different ways, too, because, you know, a lot of times walking in a field, you may not be in that good squared-up stance and all that, but it's it's important to have that as your, your basic foundation for sure because, I mean, I've caught myself, you know, we always talk about maybe watching a, a quarterback throw a ball and throwing off his back foot. I've watched some people and done it myself over the years of kind of shooting off a back foot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and that's one of the things I think a lot of instructors don't do is talk about footwork. Mm-hmm. And many times in the upland field in particular, the first thing that should move is your feet to get into the direction you're going to be shooting. Right. Uh, and that allows everything else to come into play properly. If you uh, get caught on your right foot out front and your left-hand shooter, you better take a half a second and take a step forward mm-hmm. and get that left foot out there. And that allows you to mount the gun properly and be athletic in your move to the target. Right. Uh, a couple more questions for you. And then, like I say, I appreciate your time. Warren Watson is our guest. Again, he works out at Valhalla. Uh, if you are looking for some great shotgun instruction uh, for the whole family, man, take take the kids, everything. Warren can help you out. Give him a call, 720-284-4799. 720-284-4799. Swinging shots get a lot of us. Some of us are better from right to left, some better left to right. Um when we're mounting that gun for that swing shot, what are some tips there real quick? Yes. Uh, the right-hand shooter typically struggles with a left-to-right crossing shot and a left-hand shooter right-to-left. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why is as we turn, I call it to our weak side, being a right-hand shooter myself, as I turn to my right, my body starts to tighten up very quickly. Right. And blows the speed of the gun down. That's where footwork comes into play uh, to help them get the lead on the target, get out in front of it. If they would just g- gently step back with their right foot and open their body up to the shot, it increases their arc speed and their swing speed and the arc of the gun. And same vice versa for a left-hand shooter. And crossing shots is always subject to lead. Yeah. Uh, Understanding lead, and there is a math to it. Uh, learning lead, you don't, you weren't born knowing lead. Sure, you learn it, and that's from repetitive shooting at crossing shots at different distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, no other, there's no easy way around it. Right, right. Uh, so tell us a little bit of how your how your classes work, and um, um, I mean, is it a package kind of buy or a single session? How do you do it? Okay, I uh, do do single sessions. I do very few anymore because I've built a pretty substantial practice. Uh, most of my students are on a 10-package session. Okay. <laughs> and that's usually two hours a session, and we use them as we need them. And I mean that in this respect. We, depending on where we start from, uh, we have to, as a building block system, over 10 times together. And sometimes it takes six months to a year to use up those 10 sessions because in the interim between sessions, I ask them to go shoot. Sure. And 
when they come back, the very first question I ask, what's giving you trouble? Mm-hmm. We solve that problem, and then we build on top of that. And it's just layered on and on until they're pretty darn confident with a shotgun no matter where they're at. Right, right. Well, Warren, hey, man, we appreciate it. A lot of great information. We will certainly do this again. I know you've um, got some other exciting things coming out uh, with a, a book, I believe, and also we'll, we'll talk about that hopefully in the future as well. But, uh, again, folks, if you're looking to learn from the best, this gentleman is it. You can reach him at 720-284-4799. Mention you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And, uh, Warren, I won't tie you down anything, but, hey, help somebody out a little bit if he'll mention the show, and I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I'll be glad to do so. All right. That's Warren Watson. Warren, thank you so much, sir, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Scott. All right. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000-square-foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracoat and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality eye and vision care for over 50 years. Stack Optical is a family-owned business, and they're proud to be one of the few optical offices that have their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Your one-stop shop for all of your vision needs, eye exams, glasses, and contacts. And don't forget about the Stack Sports Pack. Let owner and certified optician Alan Stack customize a pair of specialized glasses that will make your next outing on the golf course or on the gun range better than ever before. Call today for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or check them out at stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Well, I thought today, since it's Labor Day weekend, we might reach back into our archives here and find one of our best of interviews. And 
I chose Jim Shockey. It was great to have Jim with us and uh, have him on our show. Got to meet him at the Cabela's in Lone Tree, and then he agreed to come on this show. So we're going to go to that interview now, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, Jim Shockey. Jim, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado Radio. <laughs> thanks for having me. Well, hey, well, I'm telling you, it was awesome to meet you here uh, in in Denver, and uh, so, so thankful you're taking a few minutes to be with us today. Well, you know, boy, look, looking and doing the research, you know, watched your shows for all the years and all the things, but then going back and, and listening to uh, kind of how you got into this and some of your background, wow, it's just things I didn't know. So if you don't mind taking a minute, take us back a little bit and uh, tell us a little bit of your history and then how you got into the whole hunting and outdoors. Boy, I started about, let's see, I think it was two years old, <laughs> you know, collecting beetle bugs and earthworms uh, uh, way back when. And, and I mean, I, it was, I was born into it, so it wasn't long before I graduated to mice and gophers and coyotes <laughs> and eventually deer. And, and our, our family, when I grew up, I, I mean, I lived in a trailer park for my first six years, and if my dad didn't get a moose every fall, we didn't go you know, buy a cow. That didn't exist. Right. Like, I didn't even know you could do that back in those days. So, so we, you know, we came from a hunting family, but for meat, um, you know, my dad, his uh, favorite hunt would be get out there, get get a deer first thing in the morning so you could be back at work by noon, and that was a good hunting season. And I, I just took a, one more step where, to me, you know, there was something a little more spiritual involved than just just the meat. So, you know, I, I uh, started trying to make the hunts last 